Hello, fellow travelers. Thank you for joining us on another episode of The Unbroken Ground. This is episode number six. It's not the sixth. It's the uh, episode number six. Uh, we did. I did also have the interview with Chris. That would, So there's actually seven things you can listen to, and there's a couple other things that uh, I want to do, including having a, uh, a live kind of discussion with one of my friends. Uh, we actually recorded one. Didn't... Uh, I thought we recorded one. Didn't quite happen like I wanted it to, so um, that's that's coming later. We're gonna try that again. Uh, so, but for as far as the episodes go, this is episode six. Uh, so excited! Maybe this is your first time for joining us. So if it is, welcome. Uh, if it's not, uh, then thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen. The, uh, the this is also a, a new month, so excited about that. If you've uh, if you follow us, if you follow the Unbroken Ground, uh, there is a fan page now, or just a page I don't know on Facebook that you can follow. Uh, if you've uh, joined us to to follow on Instagram, um, then you already know this. But uh, we're going to be doing a monthly um, series on the life of Joseph. Uh, you find that in Genesis, and so if you haven't read uh, the story surrounding Joseph, it'd be good to read. Uh, maybe even a little backstory into his dad, Jacob, but um, definitely read um, at least the very first part of Joseph's story, um, because that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, Yeah, we've got a lot. I've got lots of things going on that I'm excited about. This is month two of the podcast, uh, so only 11 more months to go. Um, Only um, 46 more episodes, so that's super exciting. Um, but, but what we're going to talk about, uh, this week is the idea that if God loves me, and that's how all of our episodes are going to start, but if God loves me, why am I in this pit? Um, and, uh, in the story of, uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph finds himself in a pit because his brothers decide that they don't like him, um, be, for lots of reasons that we'll discuss soon. Uh, but, but don't like him and they, uh, they plot to kill him, actually, and and uh, and it just so happens um, that uh, God intervenes, um, and there's a, a caravan that's coming by, and they 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 actually sell him into slavery. But um, uh, we're just going to talk about being in the pit today. Um, we'll we'll get to some of the other parts of uh, Joseph's life later. So, a uh, couple of things. Um, I am super excited to uh, do see when uh, you guys listen on all the different apps, uh, all the different places, uh, at least the Podbean app just tells me that you guys are listening. But um, yeah, I don't know whoever, who all the people are that are listening, so I'd love to know that. So um, there's a couple of ways you can um, send a comment or just shoot uh, a message our way, uh, my way. Um, and that is, uh, you can email. First one is, and that's just theunbrokenground at gmail.com. That's theunbrokenground, all lowercase, all one word, uh, at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at the underscore unbroken underscore ground um, underscore. And um, actually, I think it's the underscore unbroken ground underscore. But um, you can find us on Instagram. Or um, you can uh, find us um, on the Podbean um, websites, um, theunbrokenground.podbean.com. Um, you can, and there you can follow and like and comment. Um, also, we there's a Facebook 
page that I've started called the Unbroken Ground. It's a it's a public page that you can like, and that's where I'm going to be posting a whole lot of the stuff um, that uh, about all the news that's coming up, any any upcoming interviews, um, any any other upcoming episodes. Uh, but whatever app you listen on, um, if you if you enjoy what you're hearing, uh, if you want to support the podcast, if you would go ahead and and rate comment. Um, uh, and and uh, and show your support that way, uh, that way uh, that more people can find it. And if you found it encouraging at all, um, then tell a friend about it. Uh, show a friend. Uh, send in, send an episode to a friend so they can find that encouragement as well. So thank you again. Um, again, I just I'm glad that anybody is listening and uh, humble that uh, you guys will continue that you guys are continuing to do that and uh, just uh, love just hope that it becomes a, uh, an encouragement and a, a challenge and pushes you for, forward in your walk with Jesus um, every day uh, and uh, that you find that that it's helpful to, to hear some of my thoughts all right well we're gonna jump into um, the, the story of Joseph. And just as a side note, at the end of the podcast, there's going to be, um, at the end of talking, uh, there's going to be a little bit of music, some new music that I downloaded. Uh, got, just just keep, everything just sounds, keep growing. Uh, but um, after that, there's a, a psalm I'm going to read. So don't miss, uh, don't, don't turn off just after, just because music comes on at the end, because there is still a psalm at the end as well. Uh, hope you enjoy. And like I say, reach out uh, if you have any, found any encouragement or have any questions. When you're talking about Joseph, you, you can't ignore um, his family history, uh, it's, it's based, that's basically a big reason why he gets, he ends up in this pit. Um, and so we've got to start there. And I think, I think the things to, to remember are the highlights. Um, like what, what's going on? And I'm not going to read the whole story of Jacob and, and Esau and, um, Isaac before him. And, and, but, but here's, here's the things that, that exist in, in Joseph's family's history like Jacob um there was this uh, that that Jacob experienced and also carried out through his own um family creating his own family he, there was favoritism Jacob um loved uh Rachel but hated Leah um I mean it's it's a little bit not his own fault uh like he was tricked into marrying Leah um he was tricked into working uh a number of years with a promise and then uh, then got sw- this bamboozle switch pulled on him and so um it's it's not like i'm not saying uh man that's rough and that that uh it's not maybe justified um but he just he he was married to Leah but had no love for him uh love for her and and it was uh, just a terrible situation in the sense that um, she tried and tried and tried to find favor by basically giving him babies and um, and Jacob um, was not um, 
in, didn't didn't really affect him. It seems uh, mostly um, he he was happy to have kids, but when Rachel was able to get pregnant, um, he was overjoyed. He he rejoiced, and so he had favorites. He just he just demonstrated that um, time and time again, uh, probably right in front of the the other children that 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 there were favorite children, um, and they weren't the firstborn. And and that makes sense a little bit because Jacob he was not the firstborn, and so that favoritism there, Jacob was a liar. Um, he, be- he betrayed, uh, his brother, he betrayed his family. He, he was, uh, in this weird twist, it was kind of like, God's like, that's, uh, he's using that, uh, that change because he, he wanted the blessing to be with Jacob. Um, but, but there was a lot of betrayal. There was swindling between him and his father-in-law. Um, there was trickery, there was dishonesty. And, and so that is the legacy of Jacob. I mean, there's also this legacy of Jacob that he is, uh, someone who sees God. He, he wrestles with a man and, and um, the man uh, won't let him go and then he won't let that man go. And so at the end of the night, um, the man has to touch Jacob's hip and he, uh, he, he, from that moment on, he walks with a limp. And, and it's like, what is going on? But it was this, it was the symbolism of God wrestling with Jacob and Jacob wrestling with God and, um, and, and Jacob's coming out on top in the sense of uh, that he won the wrestling match, but he he was wounded, and so um, it was a it was a physical representation uh, that that of the struggle, um, and and so there was this this place um, even that as Jacob was fleeing from Esau because Esau had was wanting to kill him. Um, he saw the the angels. Um, that's what's called Jacob's ladder. He saw the angels going from heaven to earth. That symbolism there too. And so, so there's this whole um, backstory of of Jacob where there's so many terrible things that happen, uh, the lying and the favoritism and the betrayal, and and as as your father, uh, if you know Jacob, Jacob is your dad. Um, some of those stories are going to come out. Some of those stories are going to be told. Some of them, I mean, they, they were, it was a, it was a tribal thing even that, that they would talk about, um, who it is or how did we get here? How did, how did we become this, this tribe, this, this family? And, and Jacob would have to tell some of those stories. I mean, they, they made it into the Bible. So we know that they were passed down from generation to generation to generation. And so the, his kids heard those same stories. Um, and so, so Joseph, he is having to deal with, um, the history that his family has. Um, and, and so, Something that's very important to, I think, to understand here is you can't choose what family you're born into. Um, you you don't get that choice. Uh, we were all born um, into the families that um, that God chose for us, and we, we didn't get to choose that. And so um, whether that was a good family of origin for you, whether that was bad, whether they, they were a family that helped you see God at an early age or whether you found God away from them, you didn't, you didn't make that choice. But you still have to live and understand um, your family because the, the way that your family deals with things like conflict and, and, and trouble and struggles um, – is ingrained in you uh, from a very early age. And it doesn't mean you have to stay that way, but you do have to be aware of that. And and so uh, Joseph is dealing uh, here, he ends up in the pit a lot, mo- mostly because of the, the, um, the consequences of his family history. Um, his, he, 
you know, he still have his own his own choices. Um, he, I don't know that they don't really go into detail, but he gave a bad report to his dad about his brothers, which again, when you're the favorite child, um, that just just is not a good move. Um, it's not a wise move. Maybe maybe it needed to be done, um, but he did not. Um, I, I think that he. Uh, if you read between the lines and the context of the scripture, um, I think you see that he he really did enjoy being the the favorite cat child. He really enjoyed wearing his multicolored coat that had been given to him and to no one else and to no other children and 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 to be even though he was not the firstborn to be loved and treated as though he was. Um, and so uh, he he was dealing with some of his own. Um, consequences that, that that some of his own own actions that he took, um, but also he was just dealing with the the history of the family and and the sons who had heard the things that Jacob did. I mean, you you do have that kind of sense of saying, okay, well, this is what Jacob got away with. Is this how we're supposed to live? Is this is this what we're supposed to do? Um, and I don't think that they're like, yeah, I think Jacob would want us to to you know, kill Joseph is, is what they're planning to do. But uh, they probably weren't at the time very bothered with the deception because that's who they were. They were a family that had lived through and grown through even through dishonesty and deception. Um, and, and so Joseph ends up in a pit. Um, he ends up in a pit because he's his father's favorite son and the other son's just have jealousy and, and they they can't take it um, and they see an opportunity uh, to get rid of uh, something that's uh, been uh, burdensome to them that's been tiresome to them they see that opportunity and in a moment they take it Jacob's family history uh, and the and the effects of that that sin uh, that dishonesty that trickery um, bleeds over into his own sons and um, and we have to realize that we we too uh, have a legacy uh, that we carry from from the family that we were raised by. Um, we didn't choose it, um, but we can choose to to both uh, analyze it and to keep the good things, and and we don't have to keep doing the bad things. Um, we can we can take the our family history and bring those before Jesus Christ, and He will He will um, make all things new. Um, but, but we have to, we have to understand, um, that, you know, our families aren't perfect and, uh, and they're just humans. And, and that doesn't mean that we can look back or we should look at, look back and be like, oh yeah, my parents were terrible or, or my dad or my mom. Oh my goodness. They were just terrible people. You know, some, some do better than others. Some, some are just better parents. Some just do better at following God. Um, some don't follow God at all, but, um, what we can say or what we should say is that is that man it is hard to be a parent it is hard to follow jesus um and give give grace um give grace uh give give uh truth where and love where it's needed um when it when it's called for but yeah we 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 are we are um the product of the families that we were born into, the cultures we were born into, the the what was right and wrong, all of that uh, is really saturated in in us, and so um, we often don't even realize that. 
um, we often assume things about how how the world works um, because of the way that we saw our parents do do things. Um, how does conflict resolution work? How does love work? How does showing love work? Uh, so some of that, some of that we learn from our parents and it's good. Some of that we need to unlearn. Some of that we need to relearn. Some of that we need to just uh, break into the unbroken ground and, and, and travel into that new territory. But for, for Joseph, um, he's in the pit because of his family history um, and, and because some of the choices that he made. But, but the question then becomes, okay, you're in the pit, what does that mean? And and I think, like, uh, I think what really strikes me is that um, is that the question that we we'll want to ponder today is: If God loves me, why am I in this pit? If God really loves me, why am I in this pit? Because maybe today you're listening and you're in the pit. Maybe you have realized that you're in the pit. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in just one moment. But if God loves me, why am I not more blessed? Or why isn't life easier? Doesn't God love me? Doesn't, doesn't the Bible say that if God is a good God and he's a good father, he gives good gifts? Why am I here? And, and I think that... The answer is, and it's not satisfying all the time, but the answer is, is that God allows us to be in the pit because that's where we need to be. Um, because that's where we need to be. Um, here, here's, the, here's some, some good but hard truth. Um, it's in the pit that we learn. It's in the pit that we grow. It's in the pit that we, um, that we become more like the people that Jesus wants us to be. Um, when things are easy, when things are, when things just go our way all the time, when things just, whatever you tried just works and, and, uh, and things are just going so good. And sometimes life is like that. And that's what's so frustrating, right? Like sometimes it just feels like you can't, you can't miss. And yet, and then there's other times it's like you try everything and nothing works. And you wake up one day and you've got to realize, I'm in a pit. We don't, but we don't grow. It's, it's very hard to grow when things are going our way. It's, it's super similar to, to, to if you want muscles. If you want muscles, you got to challenge your muscles. If you want to grow stronger muscles, you got to challenge them. If you don't challenge them, they won't grow. And, and growing them means that you have to challenge them in such a way that they'll be sore, they'll hurt, it'll be painful. But the pain that comes with that creates growth and it creates strength. And the more you, you work and the more pain that you go through in that pushing through and pushing harder and pushing more and lifting more makes you stronger so that you can continue and be better and, and continuously lift more and more and more and more. But if we just continue, if we just lift the same amount every day, we'll maintain, but we won't grow. And, and for some of us, um, we need to be in the pit because it's, it's at that place that, that that's where God's like, this is your next step. This is your next growth moment. And for some of us, it's just even just realizing what we're there. I mean, have you ever tried, um, have you ever tried to get out of the pit? Uh, like, like you don't even realize you're there, but everything you try, 
ah, it just doesn't work. And, and things that, that people around you are like, oh, that's a slam dunk. You, you definitely should be there. That, that would definitely work for you. And, you. and you step into that with confidence and it just doesn't work. And you feel like you are just closer and closer. You're just jumping at the edges. You're just trying to do whatever you can to get out of the pit and you just, and nothing works. Sometimes we just need to, to settle into knowing that we're in the pit. So what do you do then when you, when you uh, find yourself in the pit and you, and you don't know what to do? Well, here's, here's a couple of things. Um, one is, is just wait. That's, it's hard. It's hard to just wait. But, but the truth is, is that being in the pit reminds us that we are totally dependent upon, upon Jesus and upon God. And waiting is part of that dependence. The, you know, you, we, you could, you could wear yourself out trying to metaphorically climb out of the pit, jump and, and just use every force that you have and, and you're just not going to get out. You just can't. And so our job is to wait. Now, um, man, do we hate that. <laughs> man, do we hate just waiting. Because, because from the outside... And, and to other people, a lot of times that 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 just like looks like no progress, right? It just like we want we we want people to know that we're like we tried our best, we tried so hard, but we're still here, and so we wait. This doesn't mean that we're idle. Uh, waiting does not mean that we're idle. What it means is that we got to start working on the things that God wants us to work on. Uh, if you're in the pit and uh, you're waiting, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep working so that your muscles are strong enough so that when the chance comes to get out and the and the rope comes down and and you you gotta climb that rope to get out, you're ready, you're you're prepared. You you've got to work on uh, that uh, that self-reliance that that crops up in us and that we say i can do this in my own strength and then yet when we are in the pit it's like no you can't you can't you gotta wait and it's in the pit that we we develop that character that strength that heart muscle that faith muscle we say yeah God, I don't see it, but I know that you're good. God, I don't know why I'm in this pit, but I know that you're faithful. God, I don't know all the lessons you want me to learn, but God, I'm here to learn. Teach me in the pit. Let me hear you. God, I remove all, you've removed all the distractions. I can't do this on my own or my own strength. I can't get out. I need you. I'm in the pit. God loves us. He loves you. 
And he allows you to be in the pit because the being in the pit is where you grow. And because he loves you, he doesn't want to see you an immature child, an immature baby in the faith. Like he just, like, like no parent is a good parent if they, if they, you know, carry their child around until they're 15. I mean, who can do that anyway? But, but just imagine like, if, if, a, if a parent was like, oh, walking is hard and you fall down and it hurts and I just don't want to see you hurt. So don't worry. I will just carry you around. No, nobody would be like, yeah, that's a good parent. That's, that's, that's way to parent. God is even better. And he knows that he cannot, he cannot expect us to grow if all we ever have is good, good times and success. And so sometimes the best place to be is in the brokenness, uh, is in the darkness, is in the, is in the place where you go, where you realize you're like, I, I need to learn. I need to grow. I got, I just need you because when we are on the mountaintop and we do, do we so easy for us to be like, yeah, I've got this. Yeah, this is, I'm good. But it's in the pit that we, we've, we develop that muscle to lean and trust in the goodness of God. Joseph found himself in the pit. You know, he had been promised in a dream some great things. What a surprise it must have been for him to go from, I'm going to be the one that all you bow down to. <laughs> and how probably very prideful he said that. Hey, I had this dream. Let me tell you about it. to being in a pit and he couldn't get out not without help not without depending upon somebody else and 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 feared in the pit and afraid for his life who's bowing down to him now no he had to bow down to god and it was just one of the steps it was one of the parts of the journey to prepare Joseph for the future. You know, sometimes we like to, um, I guess, um, just make troubling, difficult times easier because we, we proclaim that um, they must be preparing us for something great. And sometimes they are. And sometimes they aren't. I mean, the great things are that we grow deeper and be more mature in Jesus. It doesn't mean that if you go through a troubling thing that you'll have some, you'll, you'll un, even understand at some later point, some difficult time that you'll even understand at some later point why that had to happen. I don't even know if we get to heaven, if we'll even care to ask. But here's, here's what I do know, is that we get so caught up in success, in our plans, our plans working, that that when we pray or when we think about what it is that God wants, we don't we we reject the pit because we think that that's failure. Like God, God says, go, and as we follow God, and like if we end up not in the high high mountains of success, but in the low valleys and the pit of despair, we're like, man, maybe I just didn't hear God. Maybe I just didn't hear God. And I think about 
Ah, the story of Paul when he, when he's called in a dream <laughs> uh, to go over to Macedonia and, and, and he gets there and within two days he ends up in, pri- in prison. He's beaten and he's, he's locked down and he's, he's in prison and, and he's in there and he's doing his typical Paul thing because Paul had this, this uh, unwavering understanding that wherever God took him, Whatever circumstances he found himself in, it was good. In prison, yeah. So what is he doing? Is he? Is he? I mean, if it would have been me, I, I would have probably had some questions. Oh, God, uh, you brought me here. Um, I'm in prison. Um, what? What's up with that? But Paul was with Silas, and they were singing. They were praising God in prison. They were praising God because they were there. They're praising God because God is worthy of praise no matter the circumstances you find yourself in. And they were waiting. They were waiting. Did they know what was coming? Absolutely not. They were waiting because they knew that God had brought them there. It didn't look like success from the outside. Like if, if, you, were, if you were today have a, a mission trip and you're like, yeah, we sent these people on mission and they ended up in prison, you would be like, that sounds bad. Of course, in this story, we know that an earthquake happened. The, jail, the chains fell down, the, the doors opened, and, and uh, Paul called out because the jailer was about to kill himself. And he said, don't do it. We're all here. And the jailer said, I need you to tell me about your God. And then he took him to his household and he's like, you got to hear this. You got to know this God. You need to know the God of the universe. You got to need to know about Jesus. And so Paul, because he was in prison, he got to share the gospel with a guard and all the prisoners heard it too. But, but then he got taken to the guard's house and he got to share the gospel there. Not in his own strength, but in the Lord's. So here's your encouragement. If you find yourself in the pit, if you've tried to get out with all of your strength and you've, and you've gone and you've climbed and you've fallen and you can't go, then here's, here's, the, here's your encouragement. Wait. Practice trust. Practice recalling in every day three things. One, the, the gifts that God has given you, the thank, that, that attitude of, of thankfulness to every day. Even if you're in the pit, you're like, God, I have, if nothing else, you could say, God, I have breath and I have life and I have you. I'm so thankful. Two, trust. God, I don't know what you're doing. I can't even see it but I know that you're moving. And, and God, I don't, need to, I don't need it all explained to me. I want it all explained to me, but God, you don't have to explain. Obedience. So thankfulness, trust, and obedience. God, I'm here. I'm trusting in you, and I'm, I'm obedient. I'm dependent upon you. I, I can't do this on my own. I can't get out. I'm in the pit. I'm waiting patiently.
If you find yourself in the pit, know that you are in good company. Joseph, Daniel, David writes a psalm about it. Paul is in prison, which is pretty pit-like. Jesus was in the garden alone and surrounded by people, but so alone and, and so stressed out. He was um, sweating blood. But remember, it's the hard times that grow us into the people that Jesus wants us to be, the people he needs us to be, to do the things he needs us to do. May we be thankful for the lessons of the pit, for the blessings of the pit, and for the fruit of the pit. May God grant us the patience and the trust and the dependence so that we can live out our true calling our new self our new creation our light that shines like on a, on a hill the salt that savors the world may god grant us that and may you find that encouragement wherever you might find yourself today Psalm 40. I waited patiently for God to help me. Then he listened and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out from the bog and the mire, and set my feet on a hard, firm path, and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, of praises to our God. Now many will hear of your, the glorious things he did for me, and stand in awe before the Lord, and put their trust in him. Many blessings are given to those who trust the Lord and have no confidence in those who are proud or who trust in idols. Lord my God, many and many a time you have done great miracles for us, and we are ever in your thoughts. Who else can do such glorious things? No one else can be compared with you. There isn't time to tell of all of your wonderful deeds. It isn't sacrifices and offerings that you really want from your people. Burnt animals bring no special joy to your heart, but you have accepted the offer of my lifelong service. Then I said, See, I have come, just as all the prophets foretold, foretold, and I delight to do your will, my God, for your law is written upon my heart. I have told everyone the good news that you forgive people's sins. I have not been timid about it, as you well know, O Lord. I have not kept this good news hidden in my heart, but have proclaimed your loving kindness and truth to all the congregation. O Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. My only hope is in your love and faithfulness. Otherwise, I perish, for problems far too big for me to solve are piled higher than my head. Meanwhile, my sins, too many to count, have all caught up with me, and I am ashamed to look up. My heart quells within me. Please, Lord, rescue me. Quick, come and help me. Confuse them, turn them around, and send them sprawling. All these who are trying to destroy me disgrace these scoffers with their utter failure. But may the joy of the Lord be given to everyone who loves him and his salvation. May they constantly exclaim, How great God is! I am poor and weak, yet the Lord is thinking about me right now. Oh my God, you are my helper, you are my savior. Come quickly, 
and save me. Please don't delay.